Porn Stars of Beewell Podcast. I'm Dan Pergolad. I'm here with Black Pipe. How's it going? Thank you for having me. And thank you for uh, thank you for setting up the other interview here there uh, with uh, with Dapper Dan. Um, I don't know anything about your story. Do you live? You live in New York. I live in New York. Yeah, I live in Brooklyn. You live in Brooklyn, yeah. and what? Uh, and you grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, I grew up in the Bronx. You grew up in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I I grew up in the Bronx uh, for the most part. I'm actually I'm a, I'm approaching forty now. No shit. Yeah. I would never have guessed, yeah. and no one would ever <laughs> have guessed that that's the real thing. Yeah. Well, I get that. A Literally, lot, at the door, I was like, oh, I'm meeting somebody younger than me. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So how old are you? How old are you actually? Uh, I'm 38. Going to be 39 no this shit. year. Oh shit. Very cool. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, you've it's held up. Uh, You're doing I, fine. I, I try to. I try to <laughs> moisturize, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your secret? What's, what's your secret? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just youthful energy. Just never, never really, never really fully growing up. Always like, always learning. And yeah. Uh, well, what do people think? How old do people think you are? Uh, people think a lot of times in like my in my twenties, like maybe early, mid twenties. Early twenties. Like, uh, that's what people say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, he's yeah, a baby yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby face. Yeah. Uh, well, and you're in, and you're in shape. What, so now approach. So we're in the same sort of gap from like a, an age. I'm 36. Yeah. So what are, have you changed anything about the way that you eat and live in the last 10? Yeah. Like well, your 30s changes everything a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started like you know I've so I I feel like my my 20s kind of like flew by a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't paying attention to any of this stuff. My metabolism was was great. You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was For no like, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this <laughs> and whatever, but it's like, and so you just get by. Yeah. And then sort of I hit 30, mid-30s, and then I had started having some knee trouble, and then mm. like things changed a bit. Yeah, yeah, things changed a little bit. I mid-section stuff a little bit, so yeah. I definitely had to like change diet a yeah. little bit, like approaching like the, the mid-30s and stuff, and I wasn't going to the gym regularly and even like doing like little things here and there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I had to like, even sometimes I'll like, I'll jog a little bit in place just to get a little bit of cardio while yeah. I'm like, brushing my teeth in the morning. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do crush it, crunches whenever I can. Yeah. And just like, I focus on my diet a little bit more now to handle like a lot of the midsection. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's where I ended up. So I ended up, I ended up working on, uh, with the knee stuff cause I was a runner. I, so I, I didn't know how being active was, how much that was keeping me like the mm. thing. So I was still trying to eat in this way that I was like, Oh, I'm going to eat the way like. Uh, Hugh Jackman eats like I, I was reading about his diet, but it's like yeah. I'm not gonna do six hours in the gym, so I can't just do the that. And so all of a sudden I couldn't do that. And then right. I started my my comedy started moving to this thing where I was telling crowds that I that I look like fat Aladdin, and they <laughs> thought it was true. So then that was really fucking with me. So then I started getting my shit together. But um, no, it's a different it's a different thing. But then so I just think through like actual knowledge and and be like I'm just way health, healthier now than I was in my twenties. Uh, and I'm starting to look better than I was in my 20s. It's weird, because now, because now I have the information. Right. When you're yeah. in your 20s, you don't have to have any information. You just eat McDonald's and you're fine. True. True. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and staying active and like all burning up all that fuel. I was like, I was, I guess I my I I know like my parents and and older people also used to talk about calories and all that stuff all the right. time. But like I was like. Like I, I'm using it like all the time. I feel yeah. like like I need to like I need the fuel. I need like the protein. I need like all of you know all yeah. the intake, all the food, and um. But yeah, but definitely caught up. I just up think they it. had they had all they also we grew up with all the wrong information, like like eighties nineties babies. We like everything that we thought we were supposed to eat and do yeah. is we found out now is like no no, no you're not supposed you're not supposed to eat margarine. You're not supposed to like <laughs> they like it was like a, like low fat high sugar diet. Yeah, and well, we're like oh that's not good. 
No, I had I I definitely had a little bit of benefit of my my mother was very into like uh, very health conscious yeah. and very into like she's reading magazine. The the caveat with some of those things though is like all of those rules and those studies are constantly changing. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like everything was like about like how trans fats were like the way to go and then all of a sudden they're like no 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 you right. don't eat the trans fats. You go back to original butter. Yeah. Like so my parents like they're still in this world where they think that like eating butter Mm. Real butter yeah. is the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Or and like and like you can only eat a steak once in a while. It's like this is like like the old information still laying around. Yeah. yeah. Where meanwhile that's my that literally my entire diet is like steak and sweet potatoes. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm, that's what's happening with me in my thirties. But yeah. So how did you get into this thing? How did you get into this business? Uh, especially being in New York. Yeah. I'm finding my own troubles. Um. Yeah. So well, I I actually. The first time I actually ever tried doing anything porn related was probably actually around 2000 or so, okay. uh, around 2002. Um, so around that time, I was looking at a lot of uh, websites and a lot of a lot of websites popping up where like amateurs. Yeah. Um, there are like that was people, the big thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. Like, Everybody yeah. had like their own website and yeah. stuff, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and there was there was a couple of, like sites that I was looking at. There's like kind of like milf sites and stuff like yeah. that, or like cougars, or kind of like because it, it, it like it reached one point where it was like so professional that it was like almost not fun. And then all of a sudden, amateur for us was like this thing was like, oh, this is happening. Like, this looks more like what we see when we have sex because it's this amateur thing. A, r- a real life. Or yeah. So you're talking about what well, you're talking about, like a studio produced amateur or like actual like authentic. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just that whole category like sort of took yeah. over because it was like, oh, it's like it's dirtier because it's like not s- there's not like officials around. Maybe or maybe I maybe is it for me it was like I guess maybe I was kind of always looking for a connection kind of a thing so right. it seemed like real it seemed like oh there's a chance or like oh that's an actual person right. I could actually maybe talk to right. and stuff like that also which I mean some of those se- websites if you go like to their back pages and stuff they had like um, you know a contact us like no meet shit. us yeah. like yeah. here's our email like we're filming and stuff like that so I did one of those things and like it was kind of like my one thing and I I, I probably still have like I didn't have a DVD at the time yeah. or anything like that so actually I requested a copy on VHS yeah no so shit. and I yeah. probably still have that in storage so that was like in 2002 and that was just kind of like a lark kind of a thing and I just something great down. about the VHS because uh, when it went from VHS to DVD like you didn't you couldn't save your spot so on VHS, you just went right back to where you've. So it's like you either go right back, depending on how you feel, you go right back to where you were when you when you came, or you go you you progress the scene. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, and then DVD is like, now you can do that. Like I leave shit open for like a week on uh-huh. my on my computer because I'm like, that's my scene, that's my spot, <laughs> that's my spot in the scene. But DVD took that away from us. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Of, yeah, like, yeah, the chapters. Got you got to remember, I had six skips, six <laughs> skips. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, but I, I hadn't really, so I, I didn't really try to do anything beyond that, beyond yeah. doing that, that one scene. Um, but, and I had been working in, uh, why I, I had been working in finance a little bit before that and definitely significantly more after that. Right. Um, but I did a finance job for eight years, got burned out doing that. Um, also it's like, nobody's dream job. Uh, no, it's, it's not really, I, I, I think I heard people say before that a lot of people go into it because they don't really know what they want to do and they're not really creative people. They just know they want to make money. They get to New York <laughs> and they go, well, here's a way to make a lot of money. Yeah. And they do it. Yeah. And it's, and it, it's weird. And there are very few people that I've met in it that, that are like, no, this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. 
I I kind of had some early interest in it, but my my early interest in it was was partially because of the creative. Yeah. So the first time I actually got interested in finance or stock or anything like that was when Marvel Comics went public for the first time. Wow, interesting. So it's like my father always used gave me like articles and things like that and told me like like Marvel was going to issue stock and And what a weird uh, time frame because because of the 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 Fox Disney deal that's happening right now. Well, now, well, I mean, the first time that Marvel went public, though, was it was actually like in the in the early 90s. Right. So it's like but like for us to think what would happen. And now Disney owns everything. Yeah. Yeah. Disney is scooped like, you know, Fox and Star Wars yeah, and like it's it crazy. more things to add to their theme parks. Right. And right. More and things. They're, gonna, they're taking everything off Netflix and now they're going to be their own. Right. Netflix. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're fucking huge and create their own like Wally world where we're just all like. Walking around <laughs> right. and just like watching things and right. not doing anything, just yeah, Disney program. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Marvel went went public and and, and my father helped me out in issuing some stock and things, and they were they were they took off and like in the in the '90s and and that got me interested in in stock and business in general. Um, Marvel bef- at uh, at that uh, after that initial inter- iteration, they have they actually went uh, bankrupt for a time. Sure. Um, but um, but that got me interested in, in business in general, and 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 I just and I had a thing for like for math and numbers and stuff like no that. Shit. Um, so I was kind of like interested in 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 kind of a pure sense, but I like the freedom of being able to possibly like make money and like do my own thing and stuff like right. that. But it wasn't purely just like finance wall street demon kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 um but i like i straddled like the the 08 con the 08 uh uh, uh crash yeah um so i was doing i was doing for uh one particular job four years before that and four years after um and you know and obviously finance had changed um there were fewer companies around and people were trying to do more with less right 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 yeah um, that was the yeah that was i was still i had just started doing real estate and i remember like waking up on whatever day and finding out that like Lehman Brothers wasn't a thing, yeah. And all of a sudden there was like these like there was like ten forty thousand dollar a month apartments on the market, and we were like we had like a meeting. We're like, how the fuck are we gonna get rid of these things? Yeah, like it's important for us to get these like because because the, the commissions on these are crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a weird period of time to be in New York, especially. It was a weird period of time to be anywhere in the world mm. uh, because of because of everything crashing. But yeah, it's right. like the 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 every rule that there was in finance, real estate. All those rules just got rewritten in like right. a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I and mean, partially, but with some of those things there there weren't any there weren't any rules. Right. <laughs> right. But it's so like everything that we thought. It's like, oh no, you're supposed to uh, you know you're supposed to do this, this, and this. And yeah. Go, oh no, that's not that doesn't work now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like people are people are starting to take notice, and they actually like they you know, they suffered the consequences, the repercussions. Right. Yeah. Um. For sure. Um. But yes, I mean, I I I left that world in uh in 2012. Um, and I didn't know exactly what I was, what I was going to be doing. Um, but I was a fan of like webcam. I was yeah. like, so I was always like, I was always kind of like a consumer, right? A consumer right. first. So I was a consumer of, of magazines. I went to strip clubs and, um, I've been a consumer doing, uh, for webcam shows yeah. and phone sex and all those kinds of things. So I was familiar with a couple of things. I was familiar with Chatterbait. I was familiar with, with Night Flirt. Right. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. Let me try it on the provider. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, you started your own channel. Yeah, I started. I started my own Chatterbait. Uh, I started my own, uh, you know, my own Night Flirt, and Night Flirt I still continue to use. Um, and Night Flirt was a little bit of a surprise to me. Both of them, I I realized a couple of things in, in both of them. I mean, one thing I think with with webcamming, it wasn't necessarily for me because it's I it wasn't something as a it's also as a as a as a male provider, male talent, whatever. It's I have to 
it's not something for me to like just sit there and try to be engaging and try right. to get people to like you know get shows because now like yeah that. now you're also you know you're gonna be dealing mostly with a population of people that you might not be trying to to fuck right yeah so there's a lot of like a lot of male clients and stuff yeah. and um and and which 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 I was I was kind of fine with I was kind of comfortable with but I didn't I didn't go into it like fully expecting like what my clients were gonna be and right. what their interests were gonna be and whatnot um but. Uh, but night flirt, I'm I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool with you know guys calling me up for you know for phone sex and stuff like that and fulfilling their fantasies and whatnot. Um, but that was kind of like my initial entry into some of that stuff. Um, and then I don't remember exactly when I started, but I signed up for for Twitter. Uh, I signed up for social media, and that really kind of like changed everything. Yeah. Um, once I got onto Twitter, then I start I found out about things like. Um, the Exotica convention, right. um, and through my first Exotica in 2013, actually with somebody that Dapper Dan and I both know, the, the f- person who brought us together, um, it was through sex-rated productions. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Anthony B, he was, he was kind of doing a, a open casting call kind of a no thing shit. on Twitter. He was yeah. like, I've got this shoot set up, and I'm looking to do like a bukkake scene with this like female talent, yeah. and you know, I'm going to be shooting an Exotica um so hit me up and like and at that point i was i was doing like night flirt stuff and i already like i filmed like a solo of myself just yeah. like jerking off whatever right. had like a good cum shot in that so i like sent him off that and he told me to get tested with talent testing right. um i did that um and you know i showed up for for the scene in, in 2013 and at exotica um uh, for you know people who don't know it's a uh, you know uh they do. It's kind of an important convention that that travels throughout the country. Yeah. Um. They're always in. Yeah. You get everybody there. It's like you're gonna do. You're gonna do a scene. It's like everybody's here. You may as well make money. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um. So that was that was my first foray into it. Uh, the oh, scene sh- changed up a you little guys bit. Because we're in that scene together. Is that what you mean? Um. I wasn't that that first scene with yeah. Dapper Dan, but it was like one of my first one of my uh, two or scene two or three scenes after that. Got it. Yeah. Uh. It was like I I think it was at it was probably the first time it was at the Exotica in Atlantic City because they had okay. one in Atlantic City. No shit. I didn't even realize. Yeah. That. They, Nobody they, even mentioned that one. Yeah. Well, they because they did them. Um, they did them in. Do they? Did, they've done Edison in Chicago for a while. Yeah. Um. Consistently. Um, and then they've, they've uh, you know, they're tried just trying out new cities. Yeah, they've yeah. tried out new cities. So they did Portland recently, right. and they've done Denver. And did you go to Portland? It just, it was I like did go to week, Portland. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was How'd getting to Portland. Uh, it was, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, I it wasn't like huge, like uh, you know, like Edison. Right. I have never been to to Chicago. Chicago's um, big. Yeah, Chicago's pretty uh, pretty big out here, and I hear it's also in a decent location because like really like good food that's open like nearby. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that. Something about well, something about Edison. The problem is there really isn't. Anything, yeah. It's just that, and you go to the, and then it's what. But in Chicago, you're in like this. The convention center is also linked to like five hotels yeah. you can walk to, and it's all restaurants, and it's it's great. Yeah. So I've from a location standpoint, it's fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. I I, I haven't been to Chicago at all, but I hear that it's really yeah. a great location. Portland, so. not that big, but like to not that big. But but Edison is humongous, so like yeah. even 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 on a smaller scale, I think it could be a fun and successful thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I don't know if the if location maybe had had something to do with it. They were a little bit. They were closer to the to the airport. Um, the host hotel. Uh, was like was twenty minutes away from the from the convention. There was okay. there's transit there. There's further away from their north like the downtown area. Yeah. So like there's transit that can take you from downtown direct to the convention. 
Um, there's also separate transit that's a little bit closer. Well, I don't I don't remember if it's the same line or not, but again, the the hotel, the host hotel, and the convention were 20 minutes apart by yeah. car. Um, and then the convention was maybe 20 minutes out by train from downtown or something like that. Okay. Um, and I think there was some other things going on that weekend. But yeah. uh, But it was cool. It's always it's always cool being in that community and being right. with like you know people that um, and there's a good you know stripper community there and yeah. stuff like that. So. Like minded thing. And then yeah. you, you learn a lot when you go to those things. You see like because somebody's innovating somewhere and then you can kind of like. For sure, for sure. Um, I think I, I think I spent a little bit more time in the seminars. I think that's yeah, too. interesting. Yeah, uh, which I haven't I haven't done the seminars a lot. A lot of times I'm just I'm kind of like walking around, or I've had a booth with some people a couple of times right. um, through uh, MissLola'sHouse.com. I've had a booth with them a couple of times, um, but uh, yeah, just like kind of walking around, meeting people that like I haven't that like old you know people that I've actually met before in yeah. person, right? Or some people that I've only met online and now finally meeting in person for right, the right, first right. time. Yeah, it is. The, it's it's becoming a very chatty Twitter community more than ever. So it is. It's a lot of people that like and then like oh this you got to check out this person link with this person. It's like and then you find out they never met, but they've been they, <laughs> but they've been like chatting on Twitter for like three years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because yeah, com- yeah, it's, there's no, in comedy it's exact opposite. It's like if you haven't really? met in person, there's no yeah, there's like no interaction. Really? So yeah, until you're face to face, there's nothing. So there's no like there's no like online community, no like Not secret really. like chat rooms. Or no, it'll, be like, like, it'll literally like be like, how do I get on in this city? And it's like, oh well, maybe when you come to town, we'll meet and then we'll talk about it. It's like it's that kind of thing. Okay. There's no like there's no like extended favor. Okay. And that must sound instead. Okay. Um, so what else? I mean, what? Uh, so I mean, that was your that was your 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 jump into it, and then when when did you take this thing full time? Um, well, I still I I still haven't really like uh, taken it full time, and I, I think um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of in a, a different kind of like weird kind of like space right now where um, I've got a lot of content that I haven't um, released so much just Interesting. yet. Um, but I think so. Those f- those first few times, it was just kind of like getting to know the lay of the land, right. um, getting my you know my uh, my social media up and my personality up, and and um, and getting invited into into to doing scenes. Yeah. Um. You know, I have you know I had dis- decent like come shots and things, and um and I and I started getting started getting familiar with people. In person, yeah. um, through Sex Ray Productions there were, and and Miss Lola's house, they were you know and and Dapper Dan, they were having events, um, local events in person. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was like a meetup that uh, that uh, Miss Lola's house was doing a while back. There was doing they were doing like a syndustry event where like they had different um, talent coming through. There was people like um, Mola Monster and Peyton Sinclair and C J Strokes, and there sure. were people that were kind of like networking in person and yeah, going yeah, to parties yeah. and um, and then just me like. You know the algorithms of of Twitter and like and just perusing Twitter and yeah. and doing with both like what what they suggest and with people that I m- meet in person um, and me just kind of like doing the work and figuring out who people are what right, they're right, about right. and stuff. Yeah, like that. you can learn a lot. I really I yeah. think I think I watched the first AVN that I was ever involved in. I watched on Snapchat. Yeah, I like I was just like I had like twenty girls that I was following and it was before the private Snapchat thing really happened yeah. and I was just kind of flipping through the stories yeah. and they had a comedian as host that I know yeah. and I was just watching and so I'd, I'd see the beginning of the joke on this person's and then I'd go to the next and I'd see the end of the <laughs> joke on this person's it's interesting <laughs> to watch so I got like a real st- I started to really understand like like the ha- what the hang was like the, the porn hang 
at AVN. Yeah, so it is interesting. You can learn a lot. You can learn a lot by social media. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, so, uh, so, you know, a lot of it is that, like, people putting their best foot forward, but then there's a lot of, like, seeing through the cracks on social media, too, if you if you use it properly. Well, yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of like a lot of different things. Um, so there there are people and people use social media in different ways. Sure. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that are like really like venting on social media and really letting out a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. The really, like the thing happened. Right. It's like because the one side is this, and then it's like all of a sudden, then, then yeah, it's like today this happened, and looking for the support from the other people. Right. 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 Which you know, which however you know, however people wanna 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 use it. Um, you know, is is that my my feeling is like as long as they're not, um, you know, malicious about it and not like you know really. Which some which some people can be. I've been I've been kind of kind of fortunate that I haven't really been trolled so much. So yeah. I haven't seen like a lot of that that ne- that negative aspect, a lot of right, that negativity. Right, right. Um, a lot of what I try to put out there is more on the on the positive aspect. Yeah. Um, I try to be supportive of people and whatever it is they're going through. You know, whatever. Um, try to have uh, approach things some sort of like understanding and stuff like that um and and they're you know but uh, and but there are people that th- there are people out there that uh, will reveal a lot of themselves and there are people right. out there that treat it purely as as business yeah um and you know sex work in general and porn and you're you're gonna get a lot you're gonna it's not it's not you know uh, most communities aren't a monolith so right. you're gonna get like nuance and you're gonna get complexity to right. like a lot of these communities and you know sex work and porn and that's no different. It's right, just like right, a right. microcosm of kind of like society in general, but in some sense, maybe even a slightly highly um, evolved or like an, another uh, uh, a freer. Segment. This is this is what I say. I literally say this uh, a bunch of times about the the. It really does feel like people in this industry are already like they're ahead of the game because what I deal with in like civilian relationships is like jealousy and yeah. like, why are, why am I not on your Instagram and all this stuff? Like, and like, w- like, and all of the, the, the aspects of like, I tried an open relationship once and then like now explaining it to somebody else mm-hmm. is like crazy. And they think that, that like, and like all of these, like, like prehistoric ideas about monogamy and then mm-hmm. the industry here is like, has moved beyond that. Most people in this industry have a significant other, have a wife, have a husband, has, you know, yeah. and they're, and they've figured out how, to remove possession from relationships and how to remove jealousy from relationships. Mm. And they really are on this higher plane of things. It's weird. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think like breaking, like being like deprogrammed, because I mean, we are kind of like programmed. We come, we come, we come into this world with, with nothing. Right. Right. We have like, we have no preconceived nat- notions of anything. Right. But then we're, you know, we're given information from our parents, from our communities, from, you know, from me, for like, TV and stuff like yeah. that from our culture around us, um, and and we're we're told to keep to be like very secretive and very you know very private and stuff like that about, about our sexuality. But but once you and it's difficult. It's not easy to do. I mean, yeah. breaking that ice and like to be open about your sexuality right. to like to put yourself out there to expose yourself. And right. Like this be is naked honestly. This is like this is this is like a um the the thing that I'm addressing in in 20 minutes of 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 my material at the end of my set is this idea that like. When you meet a girl, we don't know what we're allowed to do, yeah. and we don't talk about it. You just got to get in there and start trying shit, mm. and find out where she, you know, like where she stops, whatever. And then now, in the age of consent, it's way harder because, yeah. like, now if you're meeting a girl for the first time, you're having sex for the first time, and you don't know whether or not she wants to be choked, and we're in, the, and we're in, and we're in the heavy, we're in the heavy moment. It's like right. you got to like you got to figure out how to tiptoe into choking a girl, which is which is an intense thing. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 true. Um, I mean, there's still. Yeah. I we're definitely you know like you said in the age of consent with like we're navigating things with how to how to express ourselves verbally, um, as well as having those kind of like body language cues right. and all those kinds of things. Um, I think those things are are still are still there i think i think there's still there's still the opportunity for like for body language still opportunity for like for for active consent um for me personally i'm actually not that i i think i've i've always been slightly more like on the conservative kind of side yeah. um in 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 some sense slightly like reserved slightly kind of a little bit kind of kind of cautious which is kind of like odd for me to say in some sense um but um but i i i, I think um there's there's still uh, there's still an opportunity like i was saying to to get those those still social cues that that uh, the eye contact yeah, and the body sure. language and stuff yeah, like but, that uh, but I, like, but that's the other thing is i think we're losing that because people spend so much time on the internet people spend so much time on the swipey thing it's like true now you're already having sex and like you don't have like the the period of time that like led up to sex was way longer in, in like <laughs> the beginning of my dating career than it is now and mm. it's like you know it's like you can you can you can like forge a connection with somebody before you even meet, and now you're already like two steps ahead. It's it's crazy. Uh, so I think people well, are communicating less. You think you think that you think the opposite. Well, no, no, no. I I think I think I agree. I mean, there's there's definitely like there can be like an an on demand kind of sense with like the tenders and things like that. Yeah. Or, like, do you date? I mean, do you date in the world? Not really. Um. So that's the thing. I like I I I consider myself um poly, but I'm not really look. I'm not really looking for relationships i'm looking for a connection in general right um and um and i'm not necessarily looking to to establish a, a relationship with with anyone but i've been in i've been in communities i've been in like um in meetups and poly polyamorous meetups right. i've been in swinger communities i've been in nudist communities um and uh and i've performed with you know with with co um you know um with different uh co-stars co-performers um in porn um, and I think more than anything in all of those, in all of those environments, I'm just looking for, for a connection on whatever level it right, is, right. just establish like figuring out like, and and, and not taking anything for more than it is not risk, not necessarily looking for sex as a goal. Yeah. Um, so I, so I think for something like with, with Tinder or like an on demand kind of a thing where somebody's like their main focus is. I just want to get laid. Yeah. Like, I want to have well, sex. Yeah, it's that, or it's like, or they're looking specifically for a partner of the opposite sex, or what? It's like, then it's still, it's like you're already, there's all already so many like preconceived things before mm -hmm. you even show up. Yeah. That you can't account for. Right. Yeah. There's preconce preconceived I ideas and, and expectations. Um, I'm kind of. I'm kind of sort of somewhat free of free of expectations, yeah. somewhat. Um, but how does it, I mean? that's fun for you to be that right <laughs> but like how does that play into like now you meet 80 percent 90 percent of the population that still like thinks that it's like how our grandparents met mm. i i think i just i take things for what they are in 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 the moment um i just kind of like um i i i think a lot of a lot of a lot of so a lot of what i do on, on social media and a lot of i guess what i do in like in the real world also is kind of like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to play. Like I'm not some like supreme, like altruistic, like super, like empathetic person, or whatever. Um, but I do try to take a little bit of an understanding of what the other person's objective is. Sure. 
Um, so like, because I, I, one thing that I always say is that in every relationship is a symbiotic relationship. So for sure. And, and the thing that I, that I try to highlight a lot about what happens in porn is, is, and what's great is you write it on paper and you say, these are the things we're doing today. And it's like, we don't do that in, in the, in the other part of the world. We don't do that in the dating world. So then if you meet somebody who, you know, ultimately wants to have kids and be married, do you, even if you're having a vibe, do you halt all activity? How do you, like, how do you? I'll I'll definitely have a I'll definitely have a conversation. Um, I feel like also I'm not I don't feel like I'm really interacting with a lot of outside of like, you know, casual like acquaintances yeah. or like civilian like or like civilian work and stuff like that. I feel like I'm not really interacting with a lot of uh, a lot of people in like kind of like traditional. Right. So sense. this is my problem. I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to find something loose. And and like what you can achieve yeah. on a dating site. I think maybe this is the problem mm. that I'm running into. Okay. Okay. Because I meet people that then think it's gonna be okay, so we met and it's cool and if we have sex then then we're dating and then we're gonna get married and then we're gonna have kids. And it's like it's just having those conversations. Having yeah. those having those conversations when whenever like having those conversations, um, I, I think is really is really crucial. Uh especially if it's if it's kind of like in a traditional like dating sense and yeah. like um, you know, having them is is as early as as possible and um or you know getting a sense of if, if somebody is looking for like a traditional type of thing and um I, I don't know i don't know how you how you initially like broach the subject yeah i don't <laughs> i don't i don't know how i do it and it's not and it's not always it's not always the same but honestly i'll tell you what the the podcast has helped yeah because it it, it weeds out people that are very close-minded about sex and things and they go oh you interview porn stars uh, I, I, you know, I saw your podcast. I'm not going to I'm not going to beat up, which is fine. It's like I let's let's get those people out of the way. Uh, yeah, you know I'm I mean? I'm interested in talking to those people, too, though, which I don't do. Like, yeah, I'm, that's how I feel. This is like it's like the people like the people that are like, oh, if you voted for Trump, don't talk to me. Yeah. They're already closing themselves off to right. another opinion. Right. Which we're doing so much of that right now. You got to yeah. talk to these people. Yeah. These yeah. Opposite idea people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to be able to like to try to, to try to try to talk to people. Um, I think to to get because I, I, I get those, those ideas and those thoughts, you know, they don't come out of nowhere. Right. Um, so, I mean, so so people are coming up with with whatever opinions that they have. Um, you know, whether if whether they're misguided or not. And I, I know there, there's there's a, there's a lot of different factions, a lot of different people figuring out like. Again, going back to like there's there's nuance and there's complexity yeah. to, to people out there. And I don't want to be completely dismissive of, of everybody. Right. At the same time, people have to be held accountable and, and attention has to be drawn to things that are just like, uh, you know, harmful to other people. Yeah. Um, or it's people tough being spirited. Be, being the devil's advocate at this point in time is very hard so you go okay that's cool but what if right. and then it becomes very contentious very quickly because then i i think people don't have discussions with with the idea that like this thing's open and we could figure out an answer i think they go i already have an idea and i'm just going to defend it until you agree with me or we can't have any more conversations and it's we're very in this country right now that's mm -hmm. where we are everybody's already made up their mind mm. So trying to get these discussions, a lot of a lot of people harder. do. It gets harder. It gets hard, especially if we're like if we're having like purity tests and drawing lines in the sand and getting further and further separated. Right. Then and demonizing like the other side and the other right. people, and they be they don't become real human beings to us. They just become some sim symbol of 
some you know some idea that yeah. we disagree with interesting yeah um but i like i in and I, I can hear you. I like I I don't have the I don't have the problem of playing devil's advocate so much because I'm not playing devil's advocate. Uh, I'm not sure if I, if I I've I've gone through a couple of iterations of my life of being of having like so somewhat different characters and different approach to things. Yeah. Um. Now I don't think I I don't have a very argumentative approach. I don't have like a devil's advocate approach. Yeah. Um. Uh, I just like understand and listen and take things in. Um, and figure out what people's, um, you know, what people's ideas are, what people's right. mindsets are, um, and and I think I, I think I with some of these questions I don't I don't approach them abrasively. I have if I if I if I'm ever gonna have a more difficult like conversation with people, it's gonna be a little bit on a gentler side or I if think, I've gotten to know. And I think people. right now you're gently telling me what all what the things <laughs> I'm doing wrong are. You go, you're abrasive, you're abrasive <laughs> all these things, and you're not wrong. Right? <laughs> and as a comedian, it is it's hard to, it's hard to be a listener when when what? talking first is the solution as a comedian and mm. as and as a podcaster. You got you fill in time and making sure that the, that the ideas are flowing around. But yeah, you're always sort of moving on to the well, next a thing. Well, so a comedian is a c completely different animal, also. Right. I mean, it's like it's a completely different thing. Um, and I and I, and I know I know people have, have talked about things where having like there's even like kind of like a war on like comedy in some sense. Like yeah. Well, as a comedian, you're looking for a generalized idea that you can use as fodder to prove another point. So you almost want to take what people already think so that you can use it against them to prove the opposite. Like that's kind of mm. uh, one perspective of comedy is because. As comedians, we sort of know that there is no right and wrong. There is no all the way black, all the way white. Yeah. There is no, you know, it's like it's everything's gray. And and no, and depending on which information you present, mm. uh, something else can be true. Mm. And the opposite of what is true can be true. Uh, and there is no true. That's sort of like that's how I approach it. But it is. I have a very abrasive, very uh, like we don't want to like this guy type of personality. I have a very like douchebag face vibe <laughs> thing. <laughs> And so it makes it very difficult. So the me. antithesis of the resting bitch face is now the douchebag. Right, face. right. Literally, <laughs> high school was people. I was very shy, yeah. and people took my shyness as, "Oh, he thinks he's better than us." Mm. So that's been that's been like a comment, and that and it makes it very hard as a comedian to then also you know uh, keep stripping off pieces of that so that you can gently you know have a message and or be funny and make so and say something true or real about the world. Mm. It isn't. Yeah, you you're a very you're a much more low key person. <laughs> Much more Loki. Yeah, I took my shyness in a different direction, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So no, all these things that we're saying. Yeah, it, it is. But it is. So it's like even when even when I try to like try to pick somebody's brain, it does turn into this like, why are you, uh, why are you questioning me? Like it's you know, and it's mm -hmm. it is something that like you know everything's a progression, and it's something I need to work on on figuring out how to how to hear these perspectives. Yeah, I mean, and asking questions is important. It's like, but it's it's all these things are tricky to navigate. It's it's important to ask questions. Um, you know, it's uh, I forget what the other thing was. It's, it's it, but it's important to have these 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 conversations. Um, but it's it's tricky to to navigate sometimes. Yeah. It is, and I, and I, I think my view on relationships is like, it's it, it's a it's a, like a w more watered down version of what you're saying, but it's like 
I don't know what my connection with somebody is going to be until I until I like figure it out, right? So it's like so the relationship that I will have with person A is going to be completely different than with person B because mm. we are going to build the thing and figure out what our boundaries are. And our boundaries can be combined. It's like I don't go into relationships saying, Well, I've already decided that these are the twelve things I need and if you can't meet those requirements then I can't be in it. It's like if I connect with somebody on in some aspect of the things that I find like desirable, mm-hmm. then I can flex on some other stuff, and it's like, and we can, and we can formulate that that relationship and however we need it to be. Mm-hmm. But I find that other people are not as free flowing, so then it, it does become it does become, th- and we do this, and we skip over the thing. We like, I think a lot of times in relationships we just add in stuff that we think without talking about it. So we go, well, I know what it was to have my grandparents be in a relationship that worked. So I'm using that as a reference point in my brain at all times. But you don't ever like tell somebody like, you know, what you loved about your parents' relationship. Like they like they would dance with no music in the kitchen. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. so we don't have all that information because we don't share it as, as free flowing as we should. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, because it, it leaves us um, vulnerable or it's just it's it stuff that we're not accustomed to doing. We're not like, yeah, re- you're like there, there are people out there and actually, I'm probably a little bit more comfortable with some of those people. Some because there are people out there that are like just like totally open. Yeah, there are people yeah. out there like free flowing that yeah. like like that will tell you everything about right. themselves in like five minutes. Right. <laughs> and 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 I'm 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 comfortable with those people. There's those people like they they they're they they just come into something and they're just their authentic selves and they just like let everything out there. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, of course, not everybody's like that. Um, but I think a lot of us are kind of wanting or desiring to get to that point with at least certain people in our lives where we're just like totally open, feel safe, feel comfortable. No, no spin, just completely vulnerable. And then not, and the non judgment zone. Yeah. Uh, But breaking into that. Yeah. Is difficult because somebody needs to take that step or, or to, or to, you know, either, either, you either reveal something about yourself and let the other person feel comfortable or just give the other person space and feel comfortable like talking about yeah. themselves. But it is. But back to where we started, which is this idea that like sexuality is still this component that we like think societally that we're supposed to like squish down or like not tell anybody or it's like it's not until you get into the bedroom that now it's mm-hmm. a, it's it's a part of your life. The The thing that I find really interesting about relationships is that we don't spend a lot of time finding out like why the like the reasons why and who our partners fucked before us i think that says a lot about Mm. who we are as people how and why we fuck uh is like a big part of being a human being and it doesn't necessarily change that much like your like sense of morality for the type of sex that you have and the people that you have sex with is consistent throughout uh, you know some parts of your life Mm-hmm. But we just we meet somebody and we go, oh, well, no, I fuck you now. So don't worry about what <laughs> I did before. And I think that's that's a part that's a part of the area that gets weird. Hmm. And gets confused. Hmm. That's something I haven't even I've never really thought of that aspect of things. Thinking thinking about like the past. And um, I mean, I know I often I often talk about like my past and I and I don't think I don't think I pry into other people's past and things. Um, but just in, in, in terms of like sexual activity and and that's 
Because there is, there's definitely a moment in a relationship when, when, when you're trying, when you're trying to feel each other out, and then a yeah. girl will ask a guy, uh, "Well, how many people have you been with?" Uh. And whatever the answer is, really frames their idea of what type of person this is, and it, it is an interesting thing. And we all know people that are in relationships where we knew the friend before, and mm. we knew that that person, you know, maybe threw it around a lot before. Now they're in love, and it's like. Uh, and now they're very monogamous, but prior to that they weren't. So it's like that information would, you know, on some level be useful to the to the person who's in the monogamous relationship to know who and what and how. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I go back to like being in the moment because I, I, I wonder, see, cause, uh, and, and why would why would somebody who was like more. Um, open or promiscuous, whatever you want to call it, or probably before go into something that's monogamous now is it because they're they're being told by society that they have to be monogamous is it because they they met someone and they think that that's what that other person wants, right? Or do they still have like the desire to really be? Uh, and it could be any of those things, yeah. right? And it's like, and so maybe and maybe so maybe it's the winning combination of like, oh, this is what I've always wanted and can never found, or it's yeah, I'm being I'm being like. Uh, tamed down to something I don't want, and mm. it is. It is an interesting thing. Yeah. Um. I, 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 again, that's why is having those, having those, being, having non-judgmental conversations, and having space where you're free to really talk about what you what you actually want. Um. It's something that really kind of doesn't happen. I think that's why I probably I more gravitate towards um. You know, poly spaces, open spaces, yeah. uh, things where. Where I, I think the past relationships in, in those kinds of spaces are almost irrelevant in some sense because I, I feel like I can get a sense of who the person is and what they want and what they're after going forward. Yeah. And I feel like w and, and know who they, they are, are now. now. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a little bit more. Uh, if I can, if I feel like I have that sense and I'm, and I'm secure in that fact and we have like good conversations and good connection then then I'm good. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like I've gotten all of that information without necessarily having all of those yeah. specifics. Well, but you're also it sounds like you're in a much more uh, open communicative realm, which there's another realm. There's the, there's <laughs> the realm of like <laughs> pretending to be somebody you're not for a long period of time. <laughs> and that's and that's been sexuality in this country for a long time. Yeah. Well, and that's why that's why I think that porn is important. That's why I think that social media is important. That's why I think that having platforms for people who didn't have platforms yeah. before is totally important. Uh, one of the thing, one of the seminars that I, that I went to in Portland this past weekend was um, something that Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir hold there. You know, they are porn performers and they also raise children. They have children together. Yeah. Um, and they have a, a seminar called like, uh, uh, I forget actually the exact name of it, but the thing is something like um, porn and parenting or something right, like that, or like or navigating like how they discuss sex and sexuality with with their children. What did they come up with? Uh, well, one thing that Justin just saying Jasmine w was saying is that um, she used to have a, a thought process that was a little bit more or a little less invo uh, less evolved and 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 kind of doing like little cutesy names for like private parts and stuff like right. that. So like talk like talking to her daughter about um the foo -foo you know, or Yeah, whatever. or like or like calling it like the coin purse or yeah. something like your coin yeah. pocket or not having like actual terms with it. Right. But then it becomes it became tricky to like to have like 
serious conversations after the fact or like to have conversations when they get o- and when they get older and it's like now you have to talk about your actual body and yeah. It's like, yeah yeah and it becomes it becomes like it becomes like a much wider gap of like talking about things in like real cute names and then getting into like more serious topics right. versus versus if you're talking about things more openly and without shame um, then you can have those uh, conversations. Right. It's it, um, more uh, my perspective e- as a non-parent, uh, but but as a uh, I have three siblings. The 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 more information any of my siblings had as a normal like uh, come like my little brother by the time he was born everybody was kind of an adult already so we just spoke normal mm. we never baby talked him right and I just felt like he came out much smarter and he like he understood the world way. Uh, a, like ahead of me and my sister who it was all baby talk it was all babies like it was like I was born my sister was born it was my sister was born I was born my cousins were born and it was just like everybody in the family just had babies yeah. and they're speaking baby talk so it's like I don't know what we called our our, our dicks and pussies but like <laughs> for sure not dicks and vaginas <laughs> and so yeah. it's like I think yeah it, the hardest part is because there's going to be those parents that are still doing the thing so then you send your kids to school and they're saying vagina and that's literally the hardest part. They understand the world. They understand a, what a vagina is, and now they're around a group of people who don't. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's 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 humanity in general. You're always yeah. gonna, like everybody's coming. Everybody's coming from you know the public sp- forum, the public space. Everybody is coming from a different like background, yeah. different like different upbringing, and then we get together publicly, and then we have. You know, uh, you know, we have conflict or we but from conflict can hopefully like we can forge, uh, you know, resolution. But um, but everybody's bringing something different to the table and we figure out we navigate those things. Sometimes it's messy. Yeah. Um, why? Why was that a, a, a seminar that you were particularly interested in? Are you are you a parent? Are you hoping to be a parent? No. Or do you have any interest in being a parent? No, I'm, I'm not a parent, actually. Uh, I just I think I, I just went to that just because I have a personal connection with them. And like I performed like on stage and, yeah. I, and I knew some other people that were 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 going there. But I, but I think it was something that was still um, very informative. Um, and I just I feel like um, having. Again, I don't know. I feel like we're already kind of like doing this work in some sense, but of of being more open about porn and sexuality in, in general. But I think those things, those are that's something that's important to me, and I feel like it's it's crucial to um, to really solve like a lot of things um, in, in 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 community and greater society. Sure, um, you know. Um, I, I think because it's because it's it's one thing it's like it's one thing that like so many of obviously there there are asexual people in the world and stuff like that but there's sex and sexuality is one thing that so many of us have in common right yet is so private and secretive and taboo yeah. and we're not open about and um and it's it's it stems so many relationship lies the, I don't the older I get and the more I hang out with people in porn the more I get uh, and the more I find like all these songs and all these stories of be getting cheated on once and blowing up your whole life I, f- I find it more and more silly <laughs> it's like you get cheated on it's gonna happen and it's like that's not a reflection of you as a human it's a reflection of the other person and I think we we're not we're not like we're not addressing that anymore it's well like you get cheated on and all of a sudden now we have n- I have no value because somebody cheated on me this is like this is what we're getting to, and it's it, it's also a reflection of of the construct that 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 we're in. Yes, of of like of where that because 
I mean, all right. So to some sense, like the 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 structure of society uh, makes s- makes sense in in some ways. So, you know, like there things again, things are not are, are are things are not developed for for no reason. Now, some of these reasons um, uh, may have been selfish um, by certain groups. So certain groups may have may have uh, developed structures and constructs that were beneficial specifically to those groups right um, they were they were the one they were the ones they were the ones in power and they were the ones who wanted to keep their power they were the ones who were um, you know uh, you know, you right. you laws, are, laws are made to protect the rich right this it, to some sense the but the society but then, holders um, it, in 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 some sense but then there's there's also truth that it can they that they can have greater purpose for safety and security sure. overall but then there is a skew of privilege that helps certain groups a little bit more, right. uh, a little bit more than others. Um, but at, but and and the the familial structure and uh, developed by you know religion, government, etc. Uh, it helps to to maintain a common goal and keep people you know keep diverse people. In, in pursuit of something in common. People want to make money. People need to do work for to make money. Right. People, it, it lends to the fact that there isn't chaos in the world and people aren't just going off pursuing their, their purely like individual pursuits and, um, and you know, capitalism provide, uh, you know, um, ascribes a, 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 a value to to work um, and then but then we're having discussions now about whether the value is really like equitable and whatnot right. but um, but I think some of these 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 constructs uh, I'm not saying it in the most eloquent way that I yeah, I'm, that trying I to, yeah, now, I'm trying to yeah I'm yeah I'm trying to figure out whether 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 you're because you're 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 more uh, you're better with this thing than me so I wanna I wanna help but I also want to but like so what so what do you why do you think that Monogamy protects humanity. Well, I don't know that. I don't know that it necessarily that it necessarily uh, protects humanity. And I, I was actually, I was trying to tweet out something about. So, well, here's the thing. Also, so both uh, monogamy and polyamorous relationships, um, and polyamory, um, both of them can be. Um, both of them, both of both of them can have their selfish aspects to them. Sure. Um, so, monogamy obviously can be very selfish, where you're like, I want this person to be with me. Possessive. Yeah, possessive. I want this person to be with me and only yeah. me, and 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 that's it. Um, but and then polyamory is and then polyamory selfish in the way that selfish in the way that I get to fuck everybody. Yes. That's okay. I that it, that it, that it can be selfish in, in that in that respect. Um, but then both of them can have their, you know, their unselfish aspects as well. Uh, where polyamory is like, if you if you come to it from the standpoint of saying, you know, I feel like I get a different connection from different people yeah. in different ways. And that's the thing that I feel is like, and this is what we try to understand even from from a friendship standpoint with people is like when we get into these conflicts, you go, not everybody can be all the things that you need them to be for you. Right. Everybody handles every different type of trauma differently. So I had a cousin who had a death in the family and he, uh, his friend just couldn't handle death and just mm-hmm. vanished 
during that process and he wanted to write this person off or hate him but it's like when good times are around this guy's the guy to be around mm. you know he's like the party guy and it but that's that's the level of, of his complexity and that's just what humans are so it's like you know if 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 being in six different relationships somehow you know uh those connections you know hit on different synapses in your personality and in your brain and all these things then that's sort of the the thing that I think is is cool about polyamory is that you can you can then fully develop yourself mm. because you have all these you have different levels of connections with different types of people. people right um and then I think and also it, uh I think of the the best sense also it comes with a realization that you yourself cannot be everything to you know right to want to right. every person right. to be to one That's person the non-selfish side of it yeah right. Right. yeah which 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 is definitely something that, that i feel like i there's i can i can show up for people in certain ways but i can't necessarily be everything yeah to i think we've all reached those moments in a relationship where something's happening and somebody's feeling a certain way and you want to vindicate their feelings you want to empathize with their feelings and uh, but then you on the other side you can say as many things as you want to to like try and clean up the situation but ultimately you don't feel that the that that the request is a thing that you have to give and it's like you can force it and it's you know and and sometimes it gets messy but ultimately Mm. it's like some things aren't gonna always come natural or uh you know because of the way that you were brought up and it's like we can change and we can try but yeah for sure i mean if somebody if somebody is requesting something of you and that you you know that you can't provide i mean that, that's that's the thing a lot of times you know sometimes we're not we're not honest with ourselves or we're not right. honest with we're not, we're not honest with other people that we we want to be able to do those things we want to have that sense of accomplishment of achievement right. we want to feel like oh we're doing something we want to feel wanna like be, we want to be equal giver and and receiver right yeah but th- but then sometimes uh, uh, the flip side of the coin is maybe if by saying you know admitting to your flaw admitting to your to your inability to provide something you're actually doing better by that person. Right. Giving them the right. opportunity to find that elsewhere or right. giving them the recognition of exactly not going through all these steps and all these motions to get to a point where you ultimately come to the same place and realize, right, I couldn't do this. Right. And We're then th- but now it's but now it's linked to so much other time and dishonesty that it's like yeah. dishonesty is the killer. It's like uh, that's the thing. It's like I try to explain to people when I meet them, especially now. It's like nothing that you say in honesty mm-hmm. from the beginning can actually really hurt me mm. because you're, you're being honest. And that's and that's the situation. If you if you find a way around it and try to skirt around and then it's like and then the truth becomes, you know, this this covered up lie for a long time. That's the pain. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're capable of this much dishonesty, what yeah. a, what's left? Well, and I mean, people are always going to be like sort of dishonest in some ways again because it comes out of like comes out of fear, it comes Protection. out of protection. Yeah, or yeah. just and, and wanting to wanting to be somebody, wanting to be that person, or right. wanting or or not or not wanting conflict, or right? And societal, you know, all the yeah, things. Yeah, right. but and then but then at the same time, it was like again, like sex and sexuality is kind of like the ultimate dishonesty. We're we're brought up to to hide those things. Yeah. From the very beginning, right? And like, and and you know, unless you know, I, you know, exotic has the thing like everybody does and stuff like that. And like, you know, unless you were raised and brought up in like in a test tube, which like you know, some yeah. people are. Unless you're like, we're we're the product of sex and sexuality. Yeah. Well, and not even that. It's like, and then this is why the parental thing is is important. Actually, is is a thing that I would always say to people when I started in comedy was I was talking about 
whatever topics and people would come to the shows when I was very young, 20, 21, and they'd be like, I can't believe you said that in front of your mother. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. The reason why I have these thoughts, these emotions, these things are a lot to do with my mother, like sh the, what I was brought up. The fact that I that I think it's okay to say these things on a microphone is is a byproduct of the fact that like I grew up in an Italian dirty mouth household. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, so if you grow up with with sex positive parents, you should they should be raising sex positive kids. It's yeah. Like we you know I it's very weird the censorship thing that we've done the, with with young people and old people because now I I was been playing retirement homes lately and we're doing they're doing this thing we're like no 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 you have to come and do a G rated show for all it's like no 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 these people. These, all of the <laughs> things that I've experienced and seen, they've seen, yeah, and maybe saw it way before I saw it, yeah, and have seen some shit that I've never, seen, you know what I mean, right? So for us to pretend like that's not an aspect now, or it's like, or to like earmuff your kids, I just don't understand the mentality. I mean, I, let's that's not fair. I understand the mentality, and I think that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, they're not not necessarily. I mean, but then I. I, I Again, I, I think so. Yeah, I I I agree with you. At the same time, it's 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 the it's the um, you know, it's the it's the parents' choice to to how they're gonna how they're gonna raise their kids. Where they're gonna raise their kids in a in a little bit more of a protective kind of state in a, in a bubble, or are gonna prepare them prepare them to make choices. Right. But I I think um so so it's not it's not it's it's uh. You know, we can have the conversations with the parents. Yeah. Yeah. But what but they're but they're 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 it's still their their responsibility and right. their choice to how they're sure. gonna raise how they're gonna raise the kids. Yeah. But like right. we we can we can bring out we can we can have we can put out, you know, podcasts like this, we can put out like information, we can put it out there, or we can have direct conversations with people yeah. and give them an alternative to things. Right. Um but and 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 Again, I mean, some people are more aggressive with things. Some people are more more abrasive, and that's that's. I think some of those things are. I think some of those louder voices and some of those voices that are aggressive and abrasive, those are necessary to draw attention to things. Right. Um. So I'm not. I'm not. Per, I'm not a person necessarily who's like, uh, drawing attention to things. I'm not somebody who's like a, an activist in that sense. But like, I will celebrate positive messaging. Yeah. You know, I will. You know, I will put out alternatives to things. I will, if I'm closer to someone and I feel like I can have a real and authentic conversation with someone, hopefully, like, I can have a genuine conversation and we can have a back and forth. But somebody that I never met at all, yeah. or somebody's a complete stranger, like, online or whatever, um, I'm not going to jump into their space and and, and trying to push something so down their throat. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I sort of approach... I, you know, with my, the, at this point, I'm, I have a diet very different from uh, from everyone else. And it's like, if they're asking me about it, I'll do it. But it's like, I'm yeah. never going to like do the vegan thing where it's like, well, how could you, how dare you? Mm. How dare you eat this type of way? It is. It's like, don't come into somebody's house and then start questioning the, the, the way that they do their activities, which is a lot of what's happening now. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. People, people are questioning how people do things for sure. Um which I don't. I I just again I I go back to uh, like figuring out where they come from and you know get a basis of of information of who they are, what they're about, and then hopefully having a you know better connection, a better conversation as a result of that. Well, this this episode is very different from the last episode, <laughs> I, and I appreciate that very much. This this is the complexity of what of what it is to talk to a human and 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 not uh, and not like 
pin it down. I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast was this idea that's like, like well, what do you talk to punches about? Like, I don't know. What <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. When I get there, I have no idea. Yeah. It could be about yoga for two hours. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but how do people follow you? How do they How do they pay for your porn? How do they find your content, et cetera? Okay. Um, so Twitter is the main one. Uh, on Twitter, I'm BlackPipeXXX. Um, I'm also on Instagram, BlackPipe underscore 3X. Uh, I have a many vids. Um, you can find me on many vids at BlackPipeXXX there as well. Nice. Um, thank you to Spunk Loop. Thank you to Demon C Radio. Uh, we wrap an episode every Sunday night slash Monday. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We got some content here on YouTube. Check us out. Thank you again, my guest Black Pipe for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, check out his stuff, Papers Porn. Follow him. Uh, very, very uh, different uh, mindset. Very low key. Uh, very less confrontational than the Emperor Let's. So uh, <laughs> get, get involved and, and have the conversations and get out there and, and talk. And get your ideas out there. I mean, that, that's, that's really the point. Is, is uh, we, we are at a, a peak period of time where understanding is.